welcome to 1322 Life. This week, we have a special guest, D Green. He is so awesome. I've loved being able to hear his story about being a digital nomad. He's the founder of Content Made Easy, where they help coaches create YouTube videos that attract high ticket clients. So we're going to dive in about his journey because um, D, you started out when I uh, first saw you on socials back doing a teachable um lesson so that was like back in like 2020 height of the pandemic and yeah, yeah. you were focused on preachers back then right right. and so now your business has transformed and changed into um you being able to just really help any entrepreneur that have a high ticket offer and it gave you the flexibility to live all over the world so like tell me more dive in <laughs> Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me on. I know we connected a little, I forget how, it seems like forever ago, but it was probably just like last week or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you having me on, but um, yeah, basically over the pandemic, before the pandemic, I was doing in-person social media. So I was going to like restaurants, lawyers, doctors, um, different local businesses in Orlando, and I was doing the social media for them. And then I started wanting to travel, but it's like, I have my own business, but I'm really like an employee to all these other people. Cause like, where's my content? Like I, so we, we need to see the post. And I, and then what happened, what really started getting uh, to me was when I would have ideas, but they wouldn't listen to the ideas because it's like, mm -hmm. we hired you, but you're going to do what we say. And I was like, I want to position myself more as like, I'm the expert. If you're paying me, it's more of like a coach or consultant. And then if you don't get the results, it's on you. Cause what was happening was like, they would hire me. They had this idea of like, I'm just an employee. I would have ideas. They wouldn't listen. We wouldn't get the results. And then they go, oh, we don't have the money to pay you. And it's like, duh. You know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> I want to have more of like an online thing. So during the pandemic, it really happened by accident that I started working with pastors. I was just like trying to find my target audience. I was just joining a whole bunch of social media groups. And I just saw people giving like the worst advice when it comes to like, church social media like everything looked the same everything was just like don't forget about church at this time blah 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 blah. and I'm like bro like none of the big like churches are doing it like that and I just did like a live video in there and like it got like thousands and thousands of views in like a day or something like that and a lot of pastors were like yo like how can we pay you and I'm like I don't have like a product or anything I'm just like trying to figure it out so I'm like I had, uh, it was the same thing. I was like, man, I always gave my pastor ideas, but again, it was like, nah, like we're good. And I think the pandemic made it to where like, okay, we need to pay attention to social media before it's like, oh, we don't have to. So I started working with them and that doing that in the first, like, I guess the kind of tie in, like what we do, I was like, a lot of these coaches are just DMing everybody. This was 2020. They're just like DMing everybody and they're using strategies that are okay. But it's like a, the moment that they stop doing it, they're not going to have any leads and they're not building a brand. They're not building like really uh, uh, a brand that they can like, you know, leverage to Damn. do other things. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I don't want to just, I want to be somebody that people are coming to me, not somebody that I always have to go to them. So I had already been using YouTube before. I was like, I know how to create videos. I think that's the best like way I could, I communicate. So I started getting on YouTube, um, the, it became super overwhelming having to do like all the editing myself, figuring out the ideas, filming the videos, doing coaching calls, doing sales calls, doing all this type of stuff. So I had to figure out like a better way of doing it that would make it easy. And then within doing that, within the first, like, uh, I would say like six months, like we broke like six figures, like with our program. Um, hmm. 
that is what allowed me to like be able to travel and to do the digital nomad thing. As we started making money with that, I realized like there's a lot of entrepreneurs that could, that it would be probably more beneficial. I don't know if I would say more beneficial, maybe more lucrative, also more aligned, like with my vision of helping other entrepreneurs use video content to get clients. So at first we were just like entrepreneurs, video content, and then I just started niching down. And now we're at the point of like YouTube specifically, long form, high ticket coaches, because that's what I do. That's what's worked for me. And so it really just was like a journey of me having to figure all this stuff out myself and then saying, hey, like there's a lot of other entrepreneurs, coaches that I know that are very intelligent, have a ton of knowledge, but nobody knows because they don't know how to put the content out there. And for them to be, let's say like a health coach or like for you, it's like, I, I know a lot about finance, but then now I got to learn about SEO. I got to become like a graphic designer for my thumbnail. I got to become a video editor to, vi to do the videos. Then I got to become good on camera. Then I got to know how to promote these and check the analytics. It's like a, a lot. So I'm like, Idiot. if I can just help them, then they can be of like, there's a lot of people that have, if we're honest, like garbage products, bad services, but they're the people that are on YouTube that people see. So they're the ones that are yeah. getting the comments. And then my friends that are like super intelligent, it's so overwhelming that only like a small group of people know them. And I was like, man, if they could just get their message out there, these are the people that could really change the world because they really care about like getting people really good results, but it's just so overwhelming. So like, that's pretty much like where we're at like today. <clears throat> I love that. I love that. I resonate so much with that. because <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll be the, I have been like the best kept secret, so to speak. So now I'm learning a lot about marketing. That's the thing that I've spent the most money on in my business. It's just like marketing and figuring that out because we have things that would really help people, but then it's like, oh, well, how do I get it out there? That's not necessarily my sphere of excellence, right? Yeah. I know how to teach you how to budget, save, get out of debt, credit repair. I can tell you everything under the accounting and finance spectrum, shoot, spitfire. But you start talking to me about marketing and SEO. What is SEO? What does it stand for? I think it's about the words that I put on the page. Hold on, they got something to do with video because I really that's not resonating with me that SEO is in video. Well, I, I'm already confused. Like it's like uh uh. <laughs> right. No, thank you. So, what you're doing is so needed, and um, that's just it's really great because more people could utilize a source so that they can be able to get their brand out there. Even like in my accountability groups, the main thing we talk about needing, um, we have like a business coach in there. She's like, what should I put out for my clients? What is it that people are struggling with? And all of us answer her like marketing, <laughs> how to get more clients, marketing. That's all and we want. Always. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, look, I got my systems in place. I got everything else. It's just the marketing piece. So um, I'm so happy you guys are doing well now. What I want to know is like, how did God make an impact on that? Like, did you consult God before going, traveling around the world? Or like, where did God come into your story and your success? Yeah, I think like, that's a really good question. Um, I think like the moment that everything changed for me in my life and how I ended up where I am today was like one moment in time. And then this uh, moment became like a lifestyle. So 2018, I went on my first cruise with my girlfriend at the time and her, like my now stepdaughter. Uh, so we went to the Bahamas. It was my first time going on a cruise. Really my first time like out of the country, even though you don't, like you just go to like where they, like you're not really exploring the country right when you're on a cruise. 
So after we went on this cruise, I was like, dang, that was dope. Like, that was fun. I, like, I would love to, like, travel. One of my good friends throws this big event in Orlando. And it's like they closed down, like, the whole city. It's like a huge event. So he's like, this takes a ton of effort, ton of time. Afterwards, I'm exhausted. I don't want to talk to anyone. I leave the country. I thought, like, dang, you got to be, like, rich, bro. Like, this, this is going to be, like, $20,000 <laughs> or something like that to go to China. That's what I thought in my mind. This was 20, again, like, 2018. So he was like, bro, like, everybody thinks that. Like, this is before, like, really people are into, like, all these travel vlogs and stuff. So he's like, dude, you have, like, Groupon. You have all these other sites that you can get on where they have, like, cheap deals, bro. Like, it's not as expensive as you think. But most people don't even try because they think it's really expensive. But it's like, if you know where to look and you actually set your mind to it, you can do it. So I started looking and I was like, dang, we could really go to like Italy or Europe or Paris or wherever, like, and it'd be pretty like affordable. So I was like, dang, this would be dope if like me and my girlfriend could go to Paris. And so then I'm like, all right, if I'm gonna go to Paris, like, I felt like, like, I want to propose. So I felt at that time that a lot of you have people on TV, whether they believe in God or not, they always say the same thing when, whenever they get an award, and they do something big. What is it that they're always telling us? It's like, I, well, not, not even that. Like if, whether they believe God or not, like everyone is like, if I did it, then you can do it. And I'm like, they all say that. But then I'm like, I felt like it was like a lie. Cause I'm like, they're saying it, but I feel like I'm not, I'm trying hard, but I'm not getting there. And then I felt like people at church were always saying like, oh, anything's possible with God. But I'm like, a lot of the people I know at church are living lives that anybody can live. Like they're not really doing anything that God would even need to be involved with. Like my friends that is selling cocaine is doing the same thing that they're doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, not, it's nothing crazy. And so I said, you know what? I want to test like this faith thing. I was already going to church, but I was like, I really want to test like, what if I 100% just believe in God for something and I don't change like no matter what, like no matter how bad the situation gets, I'm going to go all in. So I was like, I'm going to get a notebook. I'm going to give myself 70 days to like go to Paris and I'm just going to pray like every day. And that's when I started really like, I think getting in touch with God. Like I learned how to like, I would take a shower like every day with the lights off. And I'm just like, really like tapping into like, what is he really saying to me? What is he speaking to me? What's the action I need to take today? And it got to the point where it was like, I was about to get like an eviction letter. Like, cause I was like not making money. I had to still get a ring. I had to buy the flights. <coughs> um, and I just went with it. Long story short, like I ended up like on like the last couple of days, like getting the money, like randomly, like through like people like, oh, hey, I have this. Like I got a letter from the IRS, like just randomly. And we ended up going. And then like it wasn't just one of the things where like I could just tell the story. It's like I had a whole book like that I gave her of like this is what it took, you know, and that kind of showed me like like like, yo, not just like, if you, if you work hard, anything can happen, but if it's like, this is what God is telling you to do and you fully believe, like he'll provide for you, even if it's at like the last second. <clears throat> so that just kind of was like, every time I'm getting into like a hard situation, it's like, remember that time. And like, what did I do? I need to pray more. I need to get more connected. So 2019, at the end of 2019, <clears throat> I felt like God was calling me to do something bigger. So, like I said, I was doing the in-person stuff and I felt like he was like, yo, there's more that you can do. But I was like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to make an online course. I don't know how to like. Hold on, hold on. We got to go back though. What did you do during those 70 days? Like, <laughs> all I know is that you pray. But what else did you do during okay. those 70 days? Like, break it down. Oh, yeah. So, like, for money-wise, this is crazy. I had this big idea that, like, I thought I was for real going to get, like, rich. 
my friend has this big community in Orlando and Lake Nona called Lake Nona Social, where it's basically like uh, he does like community events, basically. And he like does like marketing for the brand since he has like everyone on his email. Like Chick-fil-A comes in, they hit him up to do like the marketing. Same stuff we're talking about. So I was like, he has like an app that he can send push notifications out to like everyone in the whole neighborhood, like like tens of thousands of people. So I was like, yo, if we just go to these restaurants and tell them like, hey, pay us like $90 a month and then we'll send out like a notification about your deals, then we can get everyone to sign up. Like no one bought it. It was like 50 bucks or something like that. So uh, I forget actually like how I started getting like the actual money, like what else I was doing. I think I was doing like social media services. Like I would like shoot a video for this person. This restaurant would hit me up. Um, my mom had actually got divorced like a couple of years before. So she was like, I can send you the like actual ring and you can get your own band if you want. So like that, like helped me out. Like just random, like I got a letter from like the IRS about like taxes. I didn't even know like, oh, you have some money. It was like randomly just like- But no, not, not the <laughs> random money or the provision, but what did you do with God? Did you just pray every single day and that was it? Were you journaling with God? Like what did your time with oh, God yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. during sorry, those sorry. 70 days? Yeah, yeah. So the main thing, and this is still what I do today is like, it's just, I can't remember if I was doing it in the beat if to start the day or at the end, but I would literally just go in like to the shower, turn all the lights off. And I'm just asking like, yo, what is like the next step like that I need to take? Like, what do I need to do? Like, this is what I'm trying to do. What do I need to do? Like, okay. I talk like, for example, I just talked to this restaurant owner. I'm very stressed because I know I need the money, but I'm going to be calm about it. Like, do you want me to work with them? Do you not need to work, want me to work with them? If you want me to work with them, I'm praying that it comes through. I will literally get out the shower, check my phone and they'd be like, let's do it. Like stuff like that. It's like mm. quick. So, and then I would journal like every day, like today I went to the bank. Like the first day was like, yo, I went to the bank. I tried to get a loan and they like said, hell no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like day two is like, all right, I tried to sell like this offer of like $90. And like, they said, no, it was like, I'm literally like trying, I'm coming up with every idea, but then just praying, like somehow something needs to happen. So like that basically was just like prayer asking God for like, what is it that you want me to do? And then just trusting like every day, like, okay, now I need to figure out the ring. Like, who should I ask? Where should I go? Like, what should I do? You know? And it's like, people just kept coming in my life and like, oh, you could go to this person. You could go to that person. You could do this. And it's like, all just came together. Wow. That's beautiful. Like, that's really beautiful. And that, um, that rings true right now. I'm doing a draw to circle prayer challenge. So it's a 40 day, um, prayer challenge that my church is um, doing. It's this book by Mark Batterson. And basically each day they have us waking up at 6am. And, um, when that alarm goes off, it is very rude. I'm not a 6 a.m. kind of girl. I am a 10 a.m. I'm in full force. Like I wake up usually like today I woke up at 8.30. I heard that 6 a.m. alarm. What well, I set it for 5.55, so I'll be up by 6. Um, I hit snooze or something. I don't know what I hit. I think I just hit it off because I didn't wake up until my 8.30. Yeah, I threw my phone and it broke. And I didn't... <laughs> yeah, like... It's not my fault. <laughs> but I did, I did the prayer and everything at 8.30, you know? Um, so, you know, all of us aren't morning people, but they basically have us praying every single day, journaling every day, reading the devotions in the book every single day, and, you know, just to grow our relationship with God. So um, it sounds like you did your own form of that, just without, like, any yeah, kind yeah. of anything, just making sure to journal. Because sometimes I was like... 
Like I didn't journal on the first day, which was yesterday. I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, I don't always journal still. I think the difference that I learned though, is like, you have to do two things. One, I think that it was like praying and listening to what God was saying, but also acting. I see a lot of yeah. people either doing one or the others. Either they're just like doing whatever they want on their own will. They never pray about anything. Or they're just like, I want to be a millionaire. I'm just going to pray and God will give me the money. It's like, nah, bro. Like there's some work we got to do. So then like fast forward to like 2019, when I knew like I didn't want to do the in-person stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I told my wife, I'm like, I have a crazy, like, she kind of knew me by now at this point. Right. Cause like we've been together for like three or four years at that point. And I would just tell her like, yo, God put this on my heart. You know how that goes. Like when it's, when I get that, like it's go time, but I'm like the, the thing I think he's putting on my heart is for us to move to downtown Orlando. But mind you, I don't have an income and the rent there is like 2,500 a month. And where so, were y'all living? We were in Orlando, but we were going to move downtown. I was like, I don't know why, but he was calling me. I'm like, he's just saying like, it'll be more challenging. And like, we need to like step outside of our comfort zone. So it was crazy. We randomly found a lady to like find us a place. She took us all over downtown Orlando. We're like, nah, we don't like any of these places. She's like, let me show you one more place. Like, all right. They show us the place. It's like the dopest place like I've ever seen. So then we come back and they're like, I, I had a date in mind of when um, I had a client that was paying and I had a date in mind of when I, I was going to stop working with them and a date in mind when I wanted to like move. And they were like, oh, if you guys like this place and you want to sign, we'll give you the first two months mm. for, for free. Wow. So it was like the same time that everything else in two months for free. So we we're like, all right. Let's just go for it. We had two months to just hustle. So the first two months, I'm just going like crazy. Um, figuring stuff out a little bit, making a little bit of money. Like, okay, I'm doing like these live webinars and making like a couple like $100 sales here and there. But then I came across this. Somebody was like, yo, you should buy this book. I bought the book. There's like an upsell. Did the upsell didn't make any money. So he's like, yo, you should get on the call with me and my, on my team. Got on a call with his team. He's like, we can help you build an online business, but it's going to be like 10 grand. So I'm like, I don't have like 10, I don't have 10 grand. Like all I had, like our rent was due in like a couple of days and I had like just enough for that. And I just started thinking like, what's the alternative? Like, I'm going to go back and try to figure all this stuff out myself. Like that was just not working. Or do I like, just think of like all these other times I was thinking of like when I went to Paris, like the whole 70 days, like that was a long time, but at the same time it worked out. I'm like, would it work out again? So we just like, got some PayPal credit, put some money down, broke it up into payments. And that's when I was like, I got to go back into this, like, uh, into this like prayer mode, like getting in these showers, man. That was <laughs> in the beginning, it wasn't working. And like, I was really trying to work. Like, I really felt like, man, I really want this to work. And it was tough. Like there was like times where I punched a hole in the wall or like tore something down. And I was just like really frustrated, but like, I just kept pushing, kept praying. And like I said, after, um, after a while, I think there's a couple of things like God was just really trying to show me like that I had to get through. I was documenting that journey. And then eventually, like, I remember when I first spent the money, people were like, oh, this is dumb. This is stupid. Why would you ever spend that much? Then after six months, we made like 120K. And it's like people weren't talking about that. <laughs> and it's like, and but it's like the whole time I'm talking about like, yo, I'm praying. I don't know how this is going to happen. So it's not like I'm even saying like, yo, I like I know this is going to happen. Like I'm the man. I'm like, Bro, I'm praying about it. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so like, after the Paris thing happened, in between that, 
this is a whole nother story, but we ended up going to Italy for two weeks, paid, someone paid our trip. Like that's another crazy wow. story. But like after having like all these stories happen, now I just kind of have this mindset of like, for the people that are listening to this and for yourself, it's like, I always have the mindset of like, I don't want to be like an Israelite. Like, I don't want to be like, yes. <laughs> I don't want to be like, bro, I just delivered you out of Egypt. And now like two months go by and you're eating some manna, you forget like now you got to have steak. You too good. And like, mm-hmm. I think of like, yo, like he just did all these things for me. It's just a couple months later. Now I'm going to be stressed. Like he's probably going to provide again. So I just That's keep pushing. And like, I think by pushing, like things happen and it, and it happens at like the, to us, like in the last minute, but I think that's what like faith is like, you never know what's going to happen, but if you just pray about it and you feel like that's what God is calling you to do, it turns into a crazy story. So like that, we just ended up living our lives like that. Like, you know, we're always just pushing to the limit and just having this crazy, you know, faith about like what we're doing and just trying to remember like God provided in all those other times, probably going to do it now. And if he doesn't, it's like, oh, well, like be thankful for the time. <laughs> Exactly. Like he he's looked out so many times. He doesn't owe us anything. Facts, facts, facts. Like that's beautiful. And I say that all the time. Like I'm like, God, I don't want to be like the Israelites. Please don't let my 40 day journey turn into a 40 year journey because I I'm going through this process and I'm I'm forgetting who you are. Like that's also another part that I look at because but I do love your um view on not being like the Israelites too, where you're like, hey, look. I don't want to, I don't want to forget what you've already done. Let me yeah. remember what you've already done for me and how you've already showed up and provided. Like you'll provide again. So that it is crazy. Like people here will be like, I think like at first, cause at first I was really just into like growing up. I was just like, either I'm going to play in the NBA or I'm going to rap. Like that's it. Like <laughs> my, uh, my family, like when I was growing up, I lived with my aunt and uncle. Cause like some stuff that was going on with like my actual family. And we had like one of the, I don't know if I would say the, like one of the biggest houses and one of like the most memorable, like everyone knew exactly where like the house was. And if I brought people over there, like they would always laugh. And I'm like, what are you laughing at? Like, nah, like for real, like, why would you pull up in the driveway? And then I would hit like the garage door opener and then they'd be like, oh, that's crazy. This is your house. And like, he would always tell me like, you need to read finance books. You need to like get into entrepreneurship, like all these things. And I always thought that was whack. So then like when I, when I started getting into more like, all right, I needed to train my mind getting into mentorship. I think at first, you know, people think like, oh, like, look at you trying to educate people. But now even it's like people are like, you're every day you're saying like you're having a good day, like people that I know, like in person. And I'm like, yeah, and like, like, you're not mad at this person or this thing that happened. I'm like, bro, if you under, if you only knew like where I was, but it's like, bro, like a couple years ago, I was like getting whipped every day by these Egyptians, bro. Like, I'm good now, bro. I'm not there now. So I'm like, it's like, I'm like, at one point in time, I was like, I didn't know where my life was going. I'm like, now we're like traveling. It's like, I try to be thankful for that every day. It's like, I'm like, this is a, an amazing, like I could have gave that opportunity to anyone. So I'm like, I just try to be thankful. There's like so much stuff. Like I saw a lady walking today while I went on a walk. She couldn't even walk really. Like she would take a couple steps. It was like all over the place. And then she would have to like grab onto like the wall, rest a little bit. And I'm like, bro we don't like we can walk like people don't even realize like bro whenever you get sick you realize it you're like dang I don't feel good like this is terrible but we don't like the days that we feel good are like dude you can breathe good you don't have like a mad stuffy nose like you can walk you don't have pain I'm like all these things I really do try to like appreciate like every day as much as I can because it's like 
it's just like an amazing opportunity that I feel like that God has given us. And it's like, what can we do with it? Exactly. I love that. Yeah. And that's exactly how I'm looking at things. Another thing that came to mind is like this week, um, I'm part of like a women's ministry. And so I met with them on Saturday um, and we were talking about the speaker that we had. She was talking about how your pain has purpose. And yeah. I love that analogy because I know sometimes I've looked at God and I'm like, why you let me go through <laughs> all of this? Like, you know, like, um, I, I'm not going to lie. I've gotten upset with God sometimes. I've been like, you see this child? Like, I didn't deserve that. Or I didn't deserve this, that, and the third. Like, why you let me go through all of this? Or, you know, okay, I understand that maybe my earthly dad ain't, you know, worth two cents right now. But yeah. you're supposed to be. <laughs> what you supposed to be. You're like, you <laughs> But you got, you're supposed to be the greatest daddy ever. So why you let these people hurt me like this? Or why you let this happen to me? And when she had told me, she was just like, your pain has purpose. And she had went to 1 Peter 5, 10. I, I remember it because I texted to my husband so that we could like read that for our um, devotion. And it was just basically saying how our pain has purpose. And um, she was talking about how like being crucified or like basically going through that pain, that's what causes us to have that dependence on God. Like yeah. if everything was always good, would we actually even what would we pray about? Would exactly. we seek God? We'll be like, oh, I'm good. I got this all on my own if everything was always lovely. But it's like because we've had trials, tribulations, no matter how horrible they may have been, um, it's like those situations make us be like, Oh God, I need you. Like, I need you right now. I need you to show up. Oh, you know what? For the next 70 days, I'm about to be praying to you. Like for the next 40 days, I'm about to be coming to you. I'm going to spend this time with you. Like it, that's the thing that makes us actually say, like, let me go ahead and try this fasting and prayer. Let me try this faith thing out. Let me try this God thing out. Because otherwise we would think that we were smart enough and had everything we needed to know within ourselves. We would think that we did everything or it was because of what we could do. And that's just not, that's not reality. That's not it. So I love that you were, you know, how you're going about life, just being grateful and practicing gratitude each and every day about what God is doing, even over the little things. And also, it, but it did remind me like that our pain has purpose too. So, and I don't know what your story is, but I know, you know, you've most likely gone through pain or struggle because we all do. And yeah. just that the pain had purpose because yeah, now- I, I started like trying to be thankful too. Cause I'm like, or I, I tell my wife sometimes, I'm like, man, I understand why God got me doing this because I'm like, it's like, like you said, we're like, this sucks, but I'm like, God is knowing like, all right, if I give this to D, he's probably not going to give up. He's going to suffer through it, but he'll learn the lesson and he'll teach someone else. But if I give it to this other person, they just going to quit. So I'm like, it's actually like a good, um, when you, when you, like, when you think about it, it's almost like if you have like a, like you think of God as like a dad and like all of us are kids it's like when the parent gives like the toughest thing to like one kid, it's like, I trust that you are like the strongest. So it's really in a weird way. It's like, God is like, yo, like I'm giving you like, it's like Moses. It's like, bro, he could have had anybody like take them people through, but he's like, I believe that you can do it. So I try yeah. to think of it like that too, where it's like, man, that's, um, I really appreciate that you trusted me with this because I'm like, that gets to, not only does it become our purpose, but it's like when used properly, that becomes like a lot of it's like we're on this podcast now because of 
what you had to learn. And then like that sometimes for people becomes a book that becomes a course that becomes all these different types of things that we can use. I think a, a lot of people cry about their situation. It's like, Oh, how can there be a God if there can this happen and that happen? I'm like, I don't have all those answers, but I know that if you were to like, like try to focus on using it for good, like he's giving you a huge opportunity, but yep. you just have to like, you can really use that for a lot, you know, like he gave yeah. it to you, gave that to you for a reason. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that like, I've definitely hear people say that. And it's like, no, I don't have the answers. I know that we all have free will because God doesn't want robots or puppets, you know, like he's not going to force himself on us. And so sometimes some other people use their free will the wrong yeah. way. <laughs> and, um, and God gives them free reign to do so just like he gives us free reign to do so. And then when it comes to, you know, also just that pain has purpose. Like that's what I'm leaning on now. Like pain has purpose because it's it's so easy to get stuck in that pain and to be like, woe is me. I ain't never had time to be like, woe is me. I'm like, I got things to do, people to see, like life to live. I'm not going to stay stuck in that space and just be a victim. I will be a victor and move on. Right. And um, yeah, so it's just like, hey, look, just try Jesus because he he's awesome. <laughs> All right, try Jesus, but don't try me. <laughs> exactly, exactly, because I'm he's still working on me. <laughs> like I'm a work in progress. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, um, uh, what else? Did, was there anything else that you wanted to share about your story today? Because I know I'm taking up a bit of your time. No, nah, you're good. I mean, this is it's uh almost ten years, so I don't have anything else planned for the rest of the okay. day. Ten p.m. Here. Well, I'm good. Whatever you want to bring up, I'm, I'm about it. Okay, so when it comes to you, was that ten thousand dollar course the thing that really like on the um business side? Is that what really helped you to break through? Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, whenever the pandemic hit, uh, I think like again, like that pain has purpose. Like, there's a lot of people that died. Obviously, that's bad, but there's also a lot of good things that happened during that time. One of which I think people started connecting with people more. Like before I feel like, yeah, we we're on social media, but we weren't doing a lot of like Zooms, podcasts, things like this, that yeah. became so much more common. So I started, I think Gary V started doing like this tea with Gary V or something like that, where he would just have like random people come on. So I'm like, oh, that'd be cool if I did that like every day, like just connecting with different entrepreneurs, connected with this guy. And I was after the like, basically probably like what you do afterwards, like you're kind of chatting about the episodes and stuff. It's like, yo, you should buy this book by Dan Henry called um, like Digital Millionaire Secrets or something, I think is what that's called. So I bought the book. It was like 99 cents. And then afterwards, it was like um, like a like a challenge that he had. I did the challenge. I'm like, I'm not making any money and I'm trying to sell something that's like 90 bucks. I'm not getting anybody. I was like super frustrated. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I got to book this call with this team. And then basically they're like we can help you create like a $5,000 like offer. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, that sounds dumb. Like nobody's going to pay $5,000 for anything that I'm doing. I can't even get somebody to buy something for 90. And then mm -hmm. they started telling me about this guy that he was making like tens of thousands of dollars and he was doing wildlife photography during COVID. They're like, bro, people can't even go outside, but he's making all this money. And they're like, okay. you're, trying to help, you're, you're trying to help businesses. Like they have to have this. So that really gave, like, that gave me the strategy. Like, I think that's what a lot of people, it's like, you can work as hard, it's like kind of like trying to put a puzzle together. 
it's like if you don't know what it looks like you can work as hard as you want but it's like how do you know like what's going where you know what i mean it, it you can maybe piece it together but it's going to take a lot longer than if you know so he was able to say like this is the strategy this is like what everything needs to look like and it was like super helpful so um that is that i mean we still use those processes those systems like today and that is what yeah that definitely like helped a ton and like on my first call with them it's kind of crazy thinking about it. i was actually thinking about this the other day um on my call with them they're like what is your goal like with this like what is it that you want to do and i was like man if we could make like uh i don't know like maybe like 5k a month or 10k a month my goal would be to like travel like once every like three months <laughs> And the lady laughed at me. I'm like, what's so funny? And she's like, 10K a month. She's like, that's nothing. And I like, to me, I'm like, I felt kind of disrespected because I'm like, I don't like, bro, I can't sell something for 90. And you're telling me like, this is like so easy. So then it was only like eight, six months later, eight months later. It's like, we had like 20K months, 30K months. And then like, not only did we start traveling and my goal was to go one place every three months, but like since 2021 in February, I've been back in the States for three months. Mm. So it's like that right there is just crazy to think about. Like that was like the goal that I had is like, man, if I could just travel like you know, every now and then like from the States and now I'm like, bro, we traveling full time. Like I'm about to go to three countries in the next, like within the next week, you know, or four actually. Wow. So I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I, I try to think of life sometimes as like a game, right? Imagine like, imagine we go to the Apple store, right? And like, I forget what the guy's name that runs Apple now, but let's pretend it's back in the day where you have like Steve Jobs. Here and we he's go, like, the name I remember. <laughs> yeah, I think the guy's name is Tim Cook now, but let's say like Steve Jobs, right? And let's say like, he's like, this right here is like VR, right? I'm going to give you these glasses, you put them on and like, you're going to be inside of like a game. And like when you're inside of this game, you can basically like do whatever you want, but it's like our new virtual reality. I'm going to give you like some time and then just have fun with it. Take it home. But then like after a while, I'm going to come back and get it back from you. But you don't know when he's coming back to get it. Mm -hmm. Are you just going to do nothing in that game and just sit around and like freaking play it safe? Or are you going to like explore as much as you can? And then and then when you when he does take it back from you, you want to be like, yo, that was such a good experience. Like, thank you. I had so much fun. I did as much as I could. So I think like a lot of people in life that he would come back and get that headset and he would be like, you just stood around like the whole time. Like what, like, what was the purpose? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it's like people are really playing it so safe where it's like, you're not, like, you're going to die. Like there's no way to play it safe, really. Like he's going to get it back. You're not going to keep it forever. You can't play forever. And so like, my thing is like, I was talking to God the, yesterday or today. I can't remember. I was like, I could die today and I would be so thankful when I got to heaven like yo all the opportunities you gave me was like so like amazing and I think sometimes we just like forget that you know I'm like yeah there's more things that we want to do but <clears throat> I'm like if you're really trying to take advantage like every day and really praying about like what he wants you to do it's like there's so many opportunities like not everyone's going to be Oprah not everyone's going to be Michael Jordan but it's like what is he calling you to do and are you doing that to your best or are you just like like in the Bible, it's like that person that just buried the talent and the dude comes back and he's yes, like, Yes, hey. that's what I was thinking. I was like, you just remixed that parable of the three men so nice, like updated the 2023 version. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this guy had the VR headset and did nothing. This guy went and did, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So I, I just, I don't know, like stories like that always resonate with me. I know yeah. like, it, my wife always says I'm the like, what did she say? Like the king of like analogies. But like, I always think of like, 
you know how like in like they don't really say it anymore but they used to have this thing where it's like you can't sit with us type of thing oh yeah i used to hear that so like basically like in high school and different things it's like oh you're not cool enough to sit with us so it's like imagine like for most people listening to this it's like when you're in high school they have a cool group of kids that are like maybe they're like the valedictorian or like they're the best at the sports if you're not doing anything in school like they don't want you to sit with them because it's like you can't really relate with what we're doing so I always think of like imagine when you <clears throat> when you get to heaven you have people like Daniel Moses like all these people in the in the in the Bible and you want to yo what's up man I, who are you bro like like you want to talk about you know what I mean they're going to be like life was tough like you didn't even try to do nothing like the people that we have over here are the people that try to like live a life of faith and like really push it and I'm like I want those people to be asking me like yo how did like yo that was crazy what y'all did how did y'all do that like we're trading stories not just like oh yeah I had to do all these things for God during my time but what you what did what did you do oh you weren't really doing anything I don't want it to be like that I want it to be like yo bro you you was living a crazy life of faith, <laughs> and like we just talking like I always think like that like uh, and so I think that's just like really contributed to like the way that we live life but just like let's just have one like the craziest faith tour even god is like yo y'all are wild and down <laughs> you know and like that's a dope view that i've never thought of it that way because at first i'm like they can't be rude in heaven like <laughs> you know but at the same time it's like what would i have to talk to moses about would be what some people may think i got plenty to talk about but I don't want, but I don't want to ever start playing life safe to the point where it's just like, oh, that's just what I did at first. And then I used the rest of my life playing it safe and doing nothing. Because think about like, think about like with like, I think it's Lazarus where it's like, they're like, he, I think he died and the guy that the rich guy died. And then he's like, oh, like just dip your whatever down here in hell, like to cool me off or something like that. And he's like, oh no, you never helped me. Like you always stepped over me. You remember that story? Uh-uh. Like, like, I know that Lazarus was raised back from the dead. I think it was Lazarus. Best friend, Lazarus. I, I, I can't remember if it was Lazarus or someone else. It might not be the same person, but it was like someone died and they were like a poor person. There was a rich person that never helped him. So when he went to hell, mm-hmm. he was looking up to the guy like, oh, you should always like help me, help me. And he was like, like, you never helped me. And he's like, well, at least go tell like my family. And they're like, well, if you didn't, if your family is not going to listen to the prophets that we sent, they're not going to listen to you. So it's not that they would be rude, but it seems like they have some type of dialogue that could happen and they can maybe remember your story. So I don't think they would be something like you didn't do anything. Who are you? Because obviously if you're in heaven, you, you did something. But I just think of like, I don't want to just be asking them questions. Exactly. I don't want to just be a bystander or a student. Yeah, I want them to be like, yo, you were doing your thing like during your time. Like we did ours. Let me tell you what it was like back in our yeah. time. But like, dang, you guys did your thing too. Like, what was it like? Um, and I think like, there's just like so many people are just like, it's like, God can do anything, but it's like, okay, well, if he can do anything, what's the anything you're trying to get him to do? And do you even need him to do it? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, do something that requires him to be a part of it and show other people of non-faith why they should have God in the mix. Definitely. I love that. And I was, I was telling my client, because sometimes like I deal with people that really downplay what they're doing. Um, or don't give theirself enough credit or will beat theirself up too. And I was telling her, I was like, you're walking on water right now. I was like, and I was like, she was like, well, it's just faith. I said, girl, do you know how many people don't have faith? Like, it's not just faith. I said, there were 12 disciples. Only one walked on water. I said, all 12 of them was with Jesus every day. If anybody should have faith, 
it should have been all of them, right? It should have been the whole squad walking on water, like crit walking, you know, eight town stop, whatever. Like they should have been all walking on water towards Jesus. And, and the but, one that did fell down, fell in yeah. there. But hey, at least he walked. Right. And, that's, and I'm gonna give him credit for at least walking because I ain't walked on water in real life yet. Like, you know, like um, I just be trying to make sure I don't drown out there, be standing where I need to be. <laughs> so I ain't gonna judge Peter because I ain't walked on water yet. But the only other person other than Jesus that walked on water was Peter. And so it's just like, but yes, Peter did, uh, you know, get scared and start looking at the wind and things like that. But it's like, how many, it's it's such a small percentage of people that end up having the true faith to like walk it out. True faith yeah. to even like test it or to try, to try God on it. Like to be like, you know what? Like you said, you was like, I'm gonna try this faith thing 100%. Like, let me just dig in deep and see how this go for the next 70 days. And you made it to Paris. Where how many people are going to church every week? And like you said, they they life look no different than anybody else's. They call themselves loving God, but it's like people that don't love Jesus, they're like, why should I follow you? Your life don't look no different from mine. You ain't got right. nothing special. You ain't got nothing great going on. I don't want that. I don't want what you got. Or maybe I even got something better going on. Like, uh-uh. Like, no, nah, you you keep all of that over there. Exactly. It don't look cute. And I mean, that's just really important to see, like, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard because it needs to be something for people to want to achieve. It should be like, hey, look, the bar is up here and we're living a great, prosperous life because of God. Because I don't know, some people feel like being poor is part of being Christian. And I, I'm not with that. Yeah, yeah, like, that's, that's <laughs> I just I don't subscribe to that theory like or like I, I'm not I'm not on that subscription because I'm like okay if God is the king of kings royalty always meant wealth to me so if he is the most royal of them all he's the highest of them all that means my daddy rich and right. if he's a good good father and he gives better gifts than I give to my own children that means he got riches in store for me so it's like yeah Jesus said the poor will always be among us his children weren't supposed to be the poor ones like Jesus <laughs> was poor like them disciples were on a yacht <laughs> back in the day like because they had to go find Jesus and wake him up during that storm so right. this was a little rowboat like I don't know like as a kid I used to always picture it as a little rowboat but like as a grown woman going through the bottom like that had to be a yacht or something like 12 grown men having somewhere to sleep and everything. Oh, like, yeah, that's a big boat. Yeah. Like, how they broke? They not. That like, was their business. Like they was making money doing that, you know? So it's like yeah. they, they had, uh, they definitely, that, I, I, I don't know why a lot of people think like that, but I, I definitely don't align with that either. Yeah. Like they had a treasurer. You don't need a treasurer for two pennies. <laughs> you don't need nobody to hold the money or to like be in charge of the money when it's just two pennies like i hold a penny you hold a penny we all good like maybe we all get a penny if we get 12 woo, woo, woo. like we don't need an accountant for that like and that's the thing where it's like because you know, i am an accountant so it's like only people who bring me their money they usually got big dollars it's not usually people with I've never seen somebody with $2 or barely got anything to rub together trying to talk to me as, to be their accountant. Right. Like, it's usually people with the big, big dollars where I'm writing them $50,000 checks every single month from their investments. And, you know, they still got money left in the bank, in the business accounts, in the regular account. Right. Like, you know, so it's just like, people need to fix that mindset because he does not want us out here broken, struggling and hurting. And then 
that's why the world looking at us like, look, I'm trying to get out of this paper. I don't know what y'all doing, but. But I mean, it's like, you just, I think the thing people have to realize too, and this is what I realized, like being in these other countries is like, if you're not making any money, one, like, even if you have faith, a lot of times you're stressing. So like now it's hard for you to have that generous or, or positive mindset because you're stressed. Number two is like, how are you going to help someone if you don't have no money? It's not all about like faith and taking someone to church. Like sometimes there's like a mom that needs to feed her kids. Like it's not just like come to church and let us pray for you. Like she needs someone to buy her groceries and through that good deed, then they start to see. Sometimes people like their mom is dying. Like they need the medicine or like people need water or whatever it is. And it's like a lot of the times it's like the church is just asking people for like a handout when in reality, like we're the ones that should have the money that are like helping the, the community with things. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that. I love to be able to like, I always say, I want to be blessed to be a blessing. Like, and even like when I'm starting to plan out my money and my abundance of money, I'm planning out how I'm also going to give it because I feel like it's always bigger than me. It's bigger than just like what I want to do for my family. Like, you know, it's great. Like we're going to go on trips. We're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy this life. Um, But it's also like, what, what would be even more impactful is being able to like help single moms that are just getting their own place and helping them to furnish it. Um, So like trying to start finding furniture stores now, like where can I get some affordable, good furniture for a mom in need? So that once I go ahead and have my 60K month, 100K month, oh, I can go bless X amount of families and do it this way. And like just thinking that way in advance too, when people think about their finances, like don't only think about everything that you want to do with your money and every way that it's going to make you happy, but also how would you bless others and make sure that's in your plan? Because we are definitely supposed to be a solution to the problem. The solution cannot always just be, I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) Like, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with you. Like, uh, that doesn't make everyone that doesn't give them a warm bed or you know a roof over their head in that very moment you tell them you're gonna pray for them like yeah that might feel good or it's the christian response but what if you could say hey look it's cold out here um you need a room i can go yeah. ahead and pay for you to be at this <clears throat> for a week or for a month or whatever like maybe i can't you know in your homelessness forever but i can at least give you some resources and get you straight for a period of time. Now the other people gonna have to come behind me and bless you too, because I ain't gonna be the only solution, but right. I could be a part of it. So I love that. I agree with that 100 percent So with you um moving after the 2019, you said 2019, that's when you transitioned to um away from 2020, yeah. Okay, 2020, that's when you transitioned away from restaurants and in person. Then you ended up taking that $10,000 course. That was 2020 as well. Yep. And in six months, you were living a brand new life. 100%. Yep. <laughs> and then from there, uh, it's just been smooth selling ever since. Or how did it go? Heck no. <laughs> Once we started traveling, I'm like, yo, this is a lot. Dif- uh, this is super difficult. Like, mm-hmm. I think. So like one of the things that made me want to travel that kind of inspired me was like reading the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, which I, I still highly recommend for people to read. But I think a lot of people think like, so the first place we went was Mexico. And I think a lot of people think digital nomad life is like, I'm going to take my laptop to the beach and like work for like two hours and I'm going to make like six figures. And it's like, it don't work like that. But like, I had that mindset at first, like, 
I'm not about to like be hustling no more. Like we making money. Like I'm going to just like go out to eat like every single meal and like just go to the beach and just like chill. And like, I think I stopped having like the hunger of like, this is what I need to do. And then we started, um, I think like there's a lot of stuff I needed to work on in terms of like, uh, like just like working with people. Cause like working with like in the church with churches was very challenging, like mentally, um, as you probably know, it's just like, there's not always that level of integrity that you would, you know, that you would uh, hope for in that, in that, in that field. So it was just like, how do we navigate that? How do we, you know, how do I deal with like these character, like the, the characteristics of myself that I want to have? Um, there was times where we didn't have like the money of the clients coming in. So it's like, what does that look like? You're in another country. You might not have enough money to just like go home. So it was a lot of just like transitioning and like, yeah, there's times where it's like we had to like all share like a bowl of just like pasta for dinner, you know what I mean, which is like super embarrassing, like staying in like these little places. But even recently, I'm like, that was dope because like a lot of the clients I'm working with now is not just like, yo, I can help you edit your YouTube video or like I can tell you like what to post. It's like, bro, I've spent like two hours, two hours, I've spent like two years on like messaging like in really trying to figure it out to a science. And I was telling my wife the other day, like, like I was telling him, like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Like why God had me do that. It could have just been smooth, but I'm like, I wouldn't have the skill to be able to do that. And I mm -hmm. think a lot of times from, from my experience, a lot of coaches, they're just like, they just tell you to go do something and they're not making sure that it aligns with what you want to do. Like I had a coach one time tell me like, oh, you should just do social media for Muslims because like they need it. Like, and it's like, it doesn't matter if that's your religion or not, like just go sell it to them because like they need to get people to the mosque. I'm like, but that's not what I want to do. And he's like, do you want to do what you want to do or you want to like make money? It's like, just, I gave you a good idea. And I think there's a lot of times, like, it's not that they're trying to give bad advice, but they're not making sure that it fully aligns with like what the person's trying to do. It's exactly. like, go do this. And so I think like a lot of the stuff I learned was very beneficial that now makes what we're doing like really valuable. And like, when you look back in time, it's like, oh, dang, I had to struggle with that for like six months. But it's like, if it took six months to learn something that now you can use for like 10, 20 years to like make money on and make it back, it's really not mm -hmm. that, 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 that big of a deal. So it, to answer your question, no, like it was like super tough. Like there's a lot of like challenging moments, times I definitely wanted to give up times that my wife had to be like, yo, like, I got you in terms of like supporting me and like just pushing me. But yeah, it was like, not just like, Oh yeah, we made this money. We've just been traveling and it's like, not like hard. It's like been super hard. Yes. Thank you for being transparent with that. Yeah. Because a lot of people make it seem like, Oh, it's just, we're on every beach. We're just, you know, we're chasing summer. <laughs> I don't like being like that because again, I feel like, I get, I get where people are coming from because they don't want to be vulnerable and people think that they're weak. But I also feel like if I'm feeling weak, like I just know, I feel like you got to know like how strong you are. I'm like most of the stuff that if you're like an entrepreneur and you're making money, you're doing like what you're doing. It's like just the fact that you have your own podcast, you have your own business, like the stuff you're doing already is like you're more mentally strong than like so many more people. So I feel like when we're not as vulnerable about stuff, we're doing a very injustice for like a majority of the people that follow us because if it's like if like they can't do it it like they're looking up to us right so if i'm just like mm -hmm. oh it's smooth like they need to be able to see like oh like bro like it wasn't like as easy like there's struggles there's things yeah. that he had to go through, and like this is how he overcame it and i think a lot of the times people aren't 
transparent about that. So then they're like, oh, he did it easy. I'm struggling. There's something wrong with me. Why is it hard for me? When in reality, it's like, bro, that person you're looking up to, it took them like four years to figure it out. And like now they're telling you that it was easy and you think that there should be no problems. And that's just not a realistic expectation. So like I've always, not always, but it's like, I used to get from my family and I was like, why are you sharing this? Why are you sharing that? I'm like, bro, I don't, it's not a for you. It's like, there's someone out there that needs to see that. That's like yeah. struggling or they're not like able to figure that out. And I'm like, this is like the other day, like I messed up this spot in like the back of my head. I don't know if you saw my story. Mm-mm. Oh, like um, long story short, like because we go to so many different countries, I always have to either like learn that language or I have to like, do google translate to get my haircut and it's like a big pain like you gotta wait in line then i gotta like show them pictures and i gotta try to explain there's like so many things you have to explain it's like you can't just say round you gotta like i want this round i want this point and i want this cut and then it has to be cut in this direction and like don't use it's like too much so i was like i need to learn how to cut it myself so i've been cutting it like this whole year and it for the most part it's been like you know pretty smooth like no one is ever like oh well, that's messed up but the other day i was like I was trying to make sure it was even and I went back a little bit too far. And I, when I looked at the clipper, it had like a lot of hair like on the guard. So I looked at the mirror and there's like just like a patch in the back. Mm. And then someone was like, oh, it's all good. You can just wear a hat. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to wear a hat. And they're like, why? I'm like, bro, it's just a mistake, bro. Like I want people like it's cool. Like I'm straight, bro. I want people to know like, bro, I made a mistake. Like you can see that I made the mistake and you can see that I handled it like it's not a big deal, man. So like, I don't want it to seem like, oh, bro, it's like always perfect. He never does anything wrong. Like, bro, I want you to see like all the mistakes that I make that way. You can just be like, oh, like is he really treats it like it's not a big deal. And maybe when it when you have a mistake, it's like, let me push through this. Because I think a lot of the times people are letting these little things stop them because they don't know like successful people are going through those things. Um, So I'm just like whatever if it's a mistake bro we're just gonna admit it and like show it keep it like here's the lesson that i learned keep pushing that's dope i love that i love talking to you d like you really got a lot of insight and i just appreciate you are the king of analogies because not gonna lie, <laughs> i was like i was thinking i still can't get over fast i was like oh that sounds like the three men with the talents and stuff like that and then you was like you ever heard of that story i'm like yeah like you definitely just gave us a 2023 version like <laughs> like it's just so dope thank you so much for just like sharing everything because people need to know that hey look it it's going to look up and down. You're going to have some trenches. You're going to have some valleys. Um, you're not always on the mountaintop singing and it, that's okay. And like, we have to go through our process and that's okay. One thing I do want to ask, because you do work with a lot of clients that sell high ticket offers. I know you got a high ticket offer, but <laughs> you took, you also paid for a very high ticket offer. What was it that made you feel like, hey, I should go ahead and take this risk of that $10,000? I know you had said that um, you was like, you didn't want to be in the same place and you had gave a chance, but like, did you pray on it before you went ahead and gave him that money? Because rent was due in a couple of days, like. Yeah, like a couple of things. First thing is like, I, I was very hesitant to do it. And then she asked me one question, like, has there ever been a situation in your life where like you thought like you were going to fail, but then like you ended up being okay. Like, I'm just curious. And then I, that took me back to like that Paris time. And I was like, mm. yo, that's true. Like I was super stressed about that. And that worked out way more than, than better. And then like, I could tell you this story another day, but essentially like I told my wife, 
at the time, like, yo, I feel like God's calling me to go to like, or us to go to Rome for two weeks. I have no idea why. Um, <clears throat> but this, like, I don't even want to go, but I just feel like he's calling us to it. Long story short, went to church, talked to this couple. They told me like, oh, hey, like, congrats on like getting married. Like, where did you guys go for your honeymoon? I'm like, oh, we didn't get married yet. Like we're getting married like in a couple of weeks, but we're going to go to Rome. They're like, why would you go to Rome when you could go to like Miami or somewhere close? Why do you want to go so far away? I don't know. This is what God wants to call me to do. <clears throat> After service, we went out to eat. After we got done to pay, my car got declined. And there was like a thousand dollar like overdraft charge or something crazy. It's like, that's like another story. So <clears throat> my wife or fiance at the time was like kind of freaking out. And I was like, I don't know why I was like so calm. I'm like, it, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And she's like, bruh, like your account's like negative $900. What you mean is going to be fine. And then we're supposed to go to like Rome and stuff. <clears throat> it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We're walking to the car before we got to the car. Like I got a call from this lady. And she's like, hey, you don't know who I am, but you sat next to my pa my parents at church. It's like, all right. And she's like, yeah, they just said they really appreciate like what you guys are doing with your relationship. And they want to pay for like your trip to like Italy. So it's like, wow. <laughs> when she asked me that question in that moment, I was thinking about these times. And I was like, one, like, I don't want to keep being stuck too. like God does have a way of just providing for me. Why not keep? right like it's like if you're winning like if you're always winning like just keep winning mm -hmm. and then three uh i was like i just need to know like one person did it i'm not the type of person where it's like show me a whole bunch of testimonies blah blah, blah. It's like did one person like do it if they can do it like i know i can do it and if you know that you like maybe i'll have to be the first person i just had like 100 like if someone did it like i can do it like it's not about like who else did it? It's like, they have a system. Am I really going to dedicate myself to work in the system and putting in the work? And I was like, I feel like I will. Like, I feel like I'll put in the work. I feel like God will provide. And I just got to like, just ride with it. And I asked, um, I can't remember if she was at home or I called her, but I was like, yo, I think I'm about to just do this. And like, she knows, like, if she asked me if I prayed about it, she don't ask no other questions. <laughs> She's just like, <laughs> I already know that you're going to do the work. So if that's what you feel like you got to do, let's go ahead and do it. That's dope. I love it. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and switch to another segment. So I usually always ask, um, what is it that one problem that you have with your finances? You're just doing so amazing. Um, <laughs> I want to say that, but yeah, you can ask the questions. Okay, so it was, what is the one problem you're currently dealing with in your finances that I could help with? So during this segment, so you didn't put a question in. So what will be your uh, question that you would want answered? Yeah, I think like, again, I guess I'll just be vulnerable like we've been doing. I think one thing that I that I do uh, a decent job of is like finances for the now. So like you have like, let's say like Dave Ramsey, we're kind of talking about, right? We do a really good job. Like we have a monthly budget. We're kind of sticking to that. As an entrepreneur, you can't always stick to that because sometimes you might have a good month, bad month, but then we're saving up. Um, I think one thing that I don't always do, maybe out of just like fear of like, I don't know if I would say fear. I don't know why maybe you can get with it, but it's like future stuff, right? So it's like, okay, you have this business, you're making money, you have money for yourself. Like, do you have the will set up? Do you have like all the future stuff like set up? Do you have like, not even necessarily like then like all the future stuff that's like not like today or next month or next year is like maybe even some of that stuff I don't need to even set up now, but I think it's just like 
being like, okay, what do I need to set up? Because you see a lot of even famous people, they die and it's like, bro, how you not have any of that stuff set up? And it can be looked at as like kind of irresponsible. Like you didn't take care of your family in that type of way. So I know yeah. like that's something, some of that stuff I might not be in a position to do, but I'm like, I know like I want to start thinking about that stuff and like, what are the things I can do? And what are the things I need to do? If that makes sense. <clears throat> that, makes, that makes sense. I'm going to ask some more questions to make sure I got you. But one of the things when it comes to doing a will, now I'm not a lawyer, but I recommend having one, especially if you have children. Um, you have a wife, you know, and you have a bonus daughter, but I would just make sure that you both have a will in place. Me and my husband made sure that we got our wills in place so that, because we're a blended family, but um, for me, like my daughter that I had from a previous relationship, he's the, she, he's the only dad she knows. So for her, I wanted to make sure that if God forbid my time is up, um, before she turns 18, that she's going to be with her daddy and not with strangers or, uh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. um, so that was very important to me. That was really the driver for me to go get a will. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to die soon. I'm not gonna, like, it's like, you feel like you're going to die if you get a will or something. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but I've had a will for years now. I'm still alive to tell the tale. So um, it is not making sure you die, but it is making sure that you're protected. And then also if you have assets, so like you're making crazy amounts of money, you want to make sure that that's taken care of and it can benefit your children or your child when you're gone um you don't want it to just be squandered by somebody else you don't want like a grandparent or aunt or uncle to get a hold of it and then when your child turns 18 they have nothing um right. you've had you know hundreds of thousands of dollars saved and it's like that could have really benefited my child in this way so that's something else to think about so for me the main driver is my kids I wanted to make sure that hey look something happened to me I want y'all to know what to do with this house. I want y'all to know how to sell it. I want y'all to know what to do with this life insurance. I want you to know that, hey, this portion can go towards current expenses to take care and, you know, the upbringing. The other portion is for later on in life when they're 18, 21 and up or whatever the case may be to help set them up for success. Um, so <clears throat> make sure having like that term, I have term life insurance in place because I feel like in 20 years, I might be a billionaire for all I know, but I'm not going to put a limit on it. So I won't need life insurance or anything like that. That's my plan. Um, however, for others that don't, you know, plan or don't have a ton, then they should maybe get a whole life policy or a longer policy. Um, but for me, a 20 year term works. So just being able to make sure that basically while my kids are young, if something happens to me, they're good. Um, right, right. Because that's just the main thing. I feel like as a parent, it's very irresponsible for your kids not to be taken care of in your absence if you have the opportunity to do so, especially if you can do something like 20 bucks a month to make sure that they get a windfall of 800000 a million dollars that can take care of them and you just tell them how to handle the money. So um, that's important. That's not 100% finance related, but <laughs> yeah, very important to plan for future self and... Um, for future tragedies, because we never know what's going to happen. And then when it comes to the future, like have you set up investments and passive income and things like that? So that if something's happening with the business where maybe you're not able to work, or maybe you just don't feel like working anymore. Now you have set investments that are paying you each month so that you can keep that lifestyle going, even if you're no longer. Right. That's the next step. That's, that's the okay. step we get into. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So yeah. So that part, that's just looking at what's your investment style. 
So um, would you consider yourself passive or an active investor? I'll probably say more. It depends on what it is, but I'll probably be more active. I don't know. Maybe with investing, I might change because I'm like more active with the business. So it would maybe make more sense to have something that's passive where it's like, okay, I, I can count on it, but I'm aggressive over here, you know? Exactly. And so that's where, um, so usually if you want to be more passive, then I recommend stocks, bonds, that sort of thing, going into the stock market. If you want to be more aggressive and more involved or active in it, then real estate. But like when you're traveling the world, you will automatically be a long distance land landlord. So you would have to have a lot of systems and processes in place. For that to be, you know, successful because you can't really do it on a whim. You got to make sure you got your people that's going to take care of the property and things like that. So if you're more so leaning towards stocks um, and bonds, then you just got to say, like, how aggressive do you want to be with your portfolio? Like, yeah, I think that comes down to, like, the budget of, like, every month being like, this is how much we're going to put into uh, investments and then, like, how often. That's the point that we need to get to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's important. And I think that even for your saving and stuff, like you said, you can travel for cheap. So, and if you're making great money where you're making five figure months, then a large portion, maybe even 50% of that should probably go towards investments. Because if you have that much room, I do not recommend spending all 10 grand each month. Like, that's ridiculous, like, or all 50 grand each month. And I mean, I know the business has its expenses and things like yeah. that, but whatever portion you take home, then you should have like a good 50% of that going into investments outside of what you already set aside for taxes and for business expenses, just from straight profits that you usually take home and spend and splurge on. Enjoy 50, save 50. And if you're making 20 grand a month, you're enjoying 10 grand, you still get to live a very lavish right. lifestyle and yeah. then put away 10 grand like your portfolio will look so great so fast and you can just do um you can invest in a regular brokerage account in like in the Roth um Roth IRAs or um you have some different um avail things available to you so like a solo 401k or a key off plan or something like that for your business where you can also get a lot of tax benefits um and contribute like I think it's like 50 i think it's over a hundred thousand dollars a year with the right solo 401k plan and um now with Roth, you're still paying taxes on it so maybe you want to do a traditional so that you don't pay taxes on it and it's more so giving you that benefit but either way that would be something to discuss and to go through like yeah, yeah. but i would definitely recommend starting to do that and you can do it with simple index funds. I'm not into Forex and day trading and all of that foolishness. Like majority of it looks like a scam to me. If somebody got Forex in the, in the Instagram bio, I'll just block it right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's just, it's a scam. It's a scam. Like I'm not yeah. into it. So, um, and that's not to say everyone, like day traders are not scammers, but that is very, it's gambling to me. Um, whatever information that you're seeing on the news, it's already reflected nine times out of 10 in the stock market already. So it don't matter like, oh, you were one second, like I got time. What if I'm using a bathroom and <laughs> I didn't get to click that button at the right time. And so now I done lost, you know, $20 per stock, which comes out to thousands because I was betting on timing this just right. Right, right, like, right. 
so many people have lost money trying to time the stock market. If you're not a future teller, you really cannot find time the stock market. So I recommend buy and hold. It goes up over time always. And so um, I do low cost index funds. I don't like people getting all of my money. I don't like people getting a percentage of my money because they get a percent whether the market, stock is up or stock is down. So if the stocks are down 20%, Yours is down 21% because they're still getting 1% of all your assets that are in there. And oh, if the yeah. stock is up 20%, it's up 19% for you. And it seemed like, oh, 1% is not a lot. Well, when you have millions of dollars now and they're getting 1% of your $1 million, like it's not worth that service. Like it's just, there's nothing you're doing <laughs> that is worth you getting a percentage of my wealth. Right. So, I always do fixed rates, fixed fees, advisors, if you need to get an advisor. Um, otherwise, like learn how to do it yourself. Find a low cost index fund that you are comfortable with investing in. Set it, forget it, call it a day. Like, that's the easiest way. But yeah, like it's been dope talking to you, D. Like, I can't wait to talk to you again, catch up with you. Um, how can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, so YouTube, D Green, D E E, and then Green, like the color with the at the end. Same thing on Instagram. Those are like the two. So if you want to like watch my content, go to YouTube. That's where I post like obviously most of my stuff. Instagram, if you want to like connect and chat, is like the best. Like just send me a voice message or a message. And if you're interested in like our services and like what we do, there's a link in my Instagram bio. Okay, awesome, awesome. Y'all connect with D. He's amazing. And thank you so much for giving us your time today. This has been a dope interview. Um, I can't wait for it to air for everyone. Oh, by the way, y'all, this episode is sponsored by the Financial Freedom Plan, where I teach you how you can win with your money. Start living your dream life every day, just like D's doing. So <laughs> if you want to find out more, go to theffplan.com. Again, that's the T H E F F plan.com to see how I can help you win with your finances and create your custom plan. All right. Y'all have a great week and I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.